Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SCTV for ScreeningClub.com, where we break down the latest in television entertainment each week for you. I am here again with my two buddies, uh, my brother, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Doing great. How are you? I'm good. And our good friend, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? I'm cold. <laughs> You're cold? It's today. I keep it pretty toasty in here, man. It's, it's, it's warm in here, but just generally. Today. Yeah, it's sure. been snowing too. It's a cold atmosphere. It's a little and rough like, in New England. It's like the wet snow that's like really annoying to shovel. <laughs> it's annoying to shovel. Hey, um, how was uh, how was TV watching this this week, guys? Mine was a little light. Yeah, I had a pretty light load myself. Not a not a whole lot to watch these days in the the, in the TV realm. The winter months. Uh. There was the big. I'm, I'm watched The Walking Dead, so there's the big mid-season finale. But I'll talk about that a little bit later. But beyond that, I mean uh, DS, of course, of course, <laughs> missed DS this week. Come beyond, on. Beyond that, I went to a sensory deprivation tank this weekend with our good friend Sean. Oh my goodness! Was it just the two of you? Yeah, it was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Were, were you in the same tank? We did, no, we, we did meet our other friend for sushi before. But. Fun little crew. Can yeah. you describe the experience to us, please? Okay, so place, you know, I won't give out the name. No free advertising. It's a good place, good place though. Uh, anyway, so we go in. Not good enough to be mentioned. It's true, they didn't pay us. You go in, and uh, it's all like kind of like a spa. You gotta take off your shoesies, and you gotta put on their slippers for you. You go in, and then you wait for your time. Then you go into this private room, and it's it feels like a spa because everything's like warm and like everything's kind of damp because there's water everywhere then there's like this white box this big ass white box it's probably like nine feet long and like i don't know like four or five feet wide and the whole deal of it is that when you get inside that box the water there's 11 inches of water with like 600 pounds of epsom salt absolved (laughs) in it so it's it's a higher salt saturation than the Dead Sea, so you're super buoyant in it. Wow. And it's, uh, it's they called it skin neutral, I think was the term, the temperature of the water. So after a while, you don't feel the water, so you just feel that you're floating in air. And the, it's completely black, pitch black, and you have earplugs in, and there's no sound. Uh, and you just kind of, it's kind of like meditation. You just, what happens to you, it's all about you from there on. So you, like, close yourself into a giant box? Hell yeah. Did you Uh, experience anything? Both Sean and I experienced things. Both Sean and I experienced positive things that happened in the tank. Uh, I won't go too far. It's a little personal, you know, what happened in the tank. But you two talked about it. Yeah, we we had a little heart-to-heart afterwards. Because you're both special now because you've done the sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, well, Sean and I are kind of like, we're like into like heightening our consciousness sort of stuff like that you know is that it's right good to do yeah it's good it's fun to do sean got a group on for it so it was cheaper than it normally would be how much was it may i ask i think it was like 40 like 48 40 something and how long do you stay in there it was an hour but you could get an hour and a half as well you were in the tank for a full hour yeah i'll tell you what happened uh so it's super salty like crazy salty so if you get it anywhere in your eyes or if you have cuts or anything they give you vaseline special vaseline you just put over cuts so it hurts like hell if like it gets in your eyes so right outside the tank there's like 
fresh water spray bottle that you're supposed to spray in your eyes if you get in if it gets in your eyes. I had an itch on my eye, like fifteen I didn't know how long I was in the tank for. Uh got in my eyes. So it hurt like hell, so I got out for a second, I do a little spray spray, a little get it off. Then I checked the time because I wanted to make sure that my phone's alarm not an alarm, but like it was silent. And I'd only been in there for fifteen minutes. I was like, man, that felt really long. And then when I got back into the tank, I like zoned out and it flew by like crazy. And all of a sudden they play a little music to get you out of it. And it'd been an hour. They play a little music? That's how you know it's done. They soothe, they slowly, really softly play some soothing music to let you know your time's up. And you take a shower and now, do they drain this tank? Yeah, so it's filtered after every float call them floats after every float like the lingo yeah. <laughs> yeah after someone floats it's uh it's filtered three times and then they use uv light to kill any bacteria and there's one other thing that they do bleach yep. i don't know about bleach i'm sure i bet they had to especially hose it down after you you were done with it <laughs> maybe maybe we were the last of the night you and Sean probably brought bed bugs into the, the, the facility. Mm. It's probably a multi-week thing now. Maybe. They're both just congratulating each other on their higher co- consciousness while uh, the, the manager is ha- having to shut down. Well, you know, I don't want to go too far. I don't want to talk too much about this, but it's kind of, it's, it's normally viewed as like layers of, your consciousness is like layers of an onion. And the first time you float, you're just peeling off that first layer. So you're really not... You're really not getting anywhere. You're just you're beginning this journey. So, uh, so to be continued. Yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing too crazy happened. But uh, so you're sort of like the cliche college student who's taken one psychology class, and now you feel like you can impart your wisdom upon all all of us. I'm not imparting any wisdom. I'm just I want to. I sh- I had a good time, and I think that ev- that people should go and see if it works for them. I'm sort of interested. Hell yeah, I'm intrigued. I expressed interest in going, but they clearly didn't want me to go with them. So That's because Mike's not into this sort of stuff. Oh. They, they just decided that for me. <laughs> yeah, it's sounding a little elite now. You're saying you and we asked him, it, we asked him if joy. he wanted to go, and you couldn't go there in that day. Yeah. Could have moved little... around some things. We hey. can't all be there yet. Hey, God bless. <laughs> it's an onion. Even though me, me and Mike are at zero onion level and you're only at one. They also have a, like a baby, like a tank we'll for like... catch up one yeah. day. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Yeah, it was next good. Next thing you know, maybe we'll come in ne- next week and me and Mike will have gone s- several times. <laughs> then sure. we'll see who's, who, who's in life. Sure. Um, very cool. I'd say do... One last thing. I'd say do your research before you go if anyone's listening because there's no like one way you're supposed to do this or one like way the company's supposed to work so everything's a little bit different so like you're if you're living in like Colorado or something your your float place could be like completely different and be like shittier than our place was or much better so just do your research what if you got there and it was like a communal soak tank <laughs> there's like a bunch of dudes there well you are naked in the tank so oh, I would that's why I'm asking uh, they're not big. It's not big enough. The tanks aren't big enough. Well, every place is different, as you just said. That's all I'm saying. Okay, sure. Yeah. What if Jeff? W- would you and Sean have got gone through with it? No. I'm saying. So that I hey, I don't want to speak for our good friend Sean, but consciousness consciousness is not worth a communal thing. 
Well, it's because you'd be the whole the whole thing is that sometimes you'd be like like I'd be floating, and then again I don't want to talk too long about this. I'd be floating, and then like I'd be zoning out, and I'd be like, oh man, I feel like this crazy thing is happening, and then I'd hit the side of the tank, and I'd be like, oh, I'm knocked out of it, right? If you were in a communal float, I feel like there'd be too much. The whole thing is you're supposed to be deprived of all your senses. If you were in a communal float, you'd have too many senses going on. You'd be like, oh, this guy's over there. This guy's, this man, this man's splashing over there. This man's like, he's clearly having a vision over there. I can't concentrate. This man just rubbed up against my leg over here. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be alone. That's like part of the, part of the business. Okay. Okay. Well, it sounds very interesting. I'm, I'm glad you both enjoyed it. Yeah. Good ass sushi too in, in that area. We're not allowed. Are, are you going to say the name of the sushi place? I don't even remember the name of the sushi place. If you want any sort of spoken endorsement from from Chris, you you better be 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 paying. Hell yeah! <laughs> now is that a good thing or a bad thing? You can't just uh, speak good about pl- places based on their 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 merits. Hell yeah. Okay, hell yeah is the quote the the quote of the night. Yeah, well, I'm kind of like above this all right now. So, okay. I mean, I don't really even know what you're saying. Anything right, good happened to you this, yeah, this Mike. week, Mike? Yeah, what's up, Mike? No, I'm a plain Jane. Don't really do too many uh, exciting things, especially with my friends. Go out, go and experience higher higher levels of consciousness without me. There's not not much else for me to do other than sit alone with my thoughts. And contemplate the year in TV, such as we're about to do today. I just want to mention, maybe next week we might have a special guest. I've been trying to push a special guest on these two, just floating that by on the official podcast, uh, see if I can make it happen. So everyone look 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 forward to that. We'll see. You know what happened this, this week, guys? We had some Golden Globe nominations. Just this morning. Let's get these up. Mike, do you, Check want to, it out. do you want to read off the pertinent ones for this podcast? Yeah, I think it, ju- it just sh- should be stated and understood that <clears throat> the Golden Globes is kind of just a crock of shit. <laughs> they really have, have no bearing, very yeah. little bearing, I would mm-hmm. say, on like actually representing the What's highest right? quality of culture. I've read a lot year. about the Golden Globes being a crock of shit. You might say the Golden Globes are like the sensory deprivation tank of award shows. Okay. You could... I could see why you, you might want to say that. But please tell us, Mike. But anyways, uh, just a couple highlights to, to, to pluck from uh, some of these these nominated categories. Um, I'm looking right now at Best TV Series Comedy. We got uh, one of our... All three of our favorites, Atlanta. Oh, yes. Uh, Veep. Wow. Transparent. Veep, a great one. Uh, moving moving down to some of the best actor-actresses uh, categories for comedy. We got uh, Donald Glover. There you Julia go. Louis-Dreyfus, Rachel Bloom, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Jeffrey Tambor, of course, for Transparent. Uh, now I'm looking at best uh, TV series for drama. Westworld, one of our our favorites, Mm -hmm. Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, Uh, really surprised nomination for This Is Us, a show I like like quite a bit. Is that a surprise? You've been talking it up. Uh, I feel like it's lost some steam. It's 
No, it's a really good show. I don't know if I'd call I mean, like, it critically. best TV series nomination worthy. Yeah. Uh, and we, <laughs> my screen is not loading. There we go. It's gone. Uh, best actor in a TV series: Bob Odenkirk of Better Call Saul, Call Matthew Rice, The Americans, Army Malik, Mr. Robot. Happy to see that. Evan Rachel Wood, Westworld, Kerry Russell, The Americans, Winona Ryder, Stranger Things. Chris, anything uh, you liked out of these these nominations? Uh, I obviously love Donald Glover going out of there. Uh, once again, it's just like... Yeah, the Golden Globes, they're not... It's Hollywood. It's the Hollywood Foreign Press, right? That does the Golden Globes. Yeah, so it's just like some arbitrary some, selection some nebulous of organization. foreign journalists <laughs> who, who who gather around to throw this big party to get as many big name celebrities into one room at a time. And the the telecast itself is always fun to watch. Probably a lot more entertaining um, than than say the Oscars, but. Just the actual credibility of, of the award, prestige of, of the, the ceremony, award. is not high. But uh, and, it's always uh, worth noting. Whenever and these are the people that gave the Big Bang Theory so many awards in the past. Well, the Emmys also loves the Big Bang Theory as yeah. well. Yeah, both of them. The which the industry loves Big Bang Theory, yeah, which I cannot abide. Yeah. So, God bless to them. Uh, and I hope Donald Glover wins in Atlanta. Anthony Hopkins didn't get anything? He did not get nominated, which... For, for, he would be for supporting, what, right? What I would call a snub. Yeah. it's with, with these big HBO shows, there's so many supporting characters in them that are worthy. He gave an outstanding performance, Chris. He did. He did. He certainly did. What do you think, Jeff? What do I think? Yeah, any, any just, but not I mean any specific thoughts about the Globes or the, these nominations? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm happy to see that Atlanta was there. Of course, Game of Thrones. I'm I'm interested. Would I, would either of you have nominated Westworld? I would not have. No, I would have. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Mike, what 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 are some examples of what you would have liked to see there instead of what Westworld? You son of a bitch. Um, as far as. TV drama is concerned. Um, yep. The Americans I would have nominated. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't that there? The Americans was not nominated. Orange is the New Black I would have happily <laughs> nominated. Mr. Robot. Over Westworld? Yeah. yeah. There's definitely an argument to be made there. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, I'm happy to see it there. Well, we'll see who wins. It's going to be... Who's hosting this year? Do you know? I have no idea. Can we do Jimmy a, Fallon? Let's do, a li- let's do a live fact check. Something that we never do. And while Chris is doing that, I I'll just say... I've forgotten who's hosting. Blackish? I didn't think that that was a good show. I see it's nominated. It's very popular. Is that... Blackish. Is it good? Do you think no, you you haven't seen it? I've I've heard really good things. I've never watched it though. Breaking news: It is Jimmy Fallon. Mike was right. Wow, Jimmy Fallon, everyone, perfectly okay host. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a good job. Sure, that'll be good. All right, very cool. We'll be looking forward to that. We'll we'll, we'll talk more about it, right? 
Chris, I'm not sure you, you seem to be in some sort of altered mental state after this uh, tank visit, but can you give us a quick hit on uh, The Walking Dead? Yeah, so uh, the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, it's, that's the AMC special. It's breaking up the season in two. Uh, if you want to know my full thoughts, full spoiler-filled thoughts, uh, I review every episode uh, on ScreeningClub.com. You can go check it out. This episode was called Hearts Still Beating. Uh, and it's kind of... Just in general, I'll say it's kind of like getting the gang back together, man. It was all right. Was cool. it your favorite episode of the season? I'd say it was my favorite episode of the season, but it's it's one of those things where it it's it's a mid season finale, so it obviously leaves on this big this big high note uh, that is kind of a cliffhanger, and it could go one of two ways. And if the past of The Walking Dead is any signifier, it's going to go the bad way and not be a good show. But I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm hopeful. Let me just say this. I'm not sure Evan Rachel Wood deserves this Golden Globe. I think she does. She, I think she did great the, work. The extreme, the, the extreme. Well, I guess she, yeah, she was nominated both, yeah. for Best Supporting Actress, Thandie Newton. Why can't Anthony Hopkins get it then? Well, these hosts have such a hard job, hard acting job, because they literally have to tailor how much humanity they have in them at any given moment when they're acting. Yeah. Which must be extremely hard and taxing to act. I think Maeve did, did the best job of that. You could see it in, in her she eyes a lot. Deservingly so, was, was nominated. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins was just an old man. So the truth comes out. <laughs> you think he's just an old man. Chris, show some respect. He anchored the show, actually, I, I Chris. <laughs> Do you agree that he anchored the show, Mike? Yes. He anchored the show. Now, it's time for the heavy hitters. Oh, yeah. We know you've been all waiting one full week for this. Uh, today, we have prepared once again, at the behest of Mike, uh, our top ten TV shows of the year. That is, the seasons that occurred this year. Yes. Um, seasons that... We're in 2016, our top 10. So we'll do same sort of thing we did last week. Let's all uh, get our lists out here. Now, um, as Mike mentioned several times before we started recording, he has uh, what, what uh, honorable mentions. Yes. Um, don't, you, don't you as well, Jeff? No. <clears throat> as I mentioned, I was going to, but then I didn't because I realized I hadn't watched the TV show in two seasons. Okay, I can. I since we've had that conversation, I've thought of a show that could be an honorable mention, so I have one as well. Go, go for it. My honorable mention is Luke Cage. Luke Cage, which we, which Mike started but didn't finish. Correct. Um, that's just it's a nice change of pace to the kind of low level of the Marvel universe that's on these Netflix unit. Well, it's all in the same universe, but on this, on this Netflix produced uh, series level. Uh, it's kind of showing a different side of it, and that series changes like probably a third of the way through. It's not what you really think it is. Give it a chance. Is that the one about the strong guy that you guys were talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you didn't finish that, Mike? No, I never really pursued it after after the pilot that I watched. 
Okay. And I'm looking forward to the Defenders. Mike, honorable mentions? Yeah. So uh, it was a struggle for me to, to figure out really the bottom portion of, of my list. You could really cycle any number of these shows mm. in or out with probably my my ni- number nine and ten that I ha- have here. Sure. That, that I will uh, unveil in a, in a few moments. But uh, as far as honor- honorable mentions go, I would... Uh, I would say Veep, Transparent, The Good Place, uh, This Is Us, The Night Of, and Westworld. And I could go on. And I'll also throw this one out there as well. Girls. Girls had a great season this past past year. But uh, those were my honorable mentions. Now to... To top our tens. Uh, so we're going to do this like we did last time. We'll do a snake snake draft style. Jeff, mm-hmm. you want to go first? Sure, if you'd like me to. I do. Okay. Uh, my number ten um, takes place in an alternate universe. <laughs> alternate from our, from our own? Alternate... From our own, or should I say, alternate universe might not be the correct word. Like a alternate reality, parallel or uh, in which the capital has been attacked. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say in which Kiefer Sutherland is president. And this is a, a legitimate pick at number ten because um, it's the tenth show you watched this year. Because I was really struggling to get together ten shows. And I like that designated survivor. It's been getting worse, although it picked up a little bit this this week. Um, and it's it's entertaining. So yeah, I'd give it that. If you don't yeah. want to think too hardly about really anything that that goes on uh, in front of you, if you just want to sort of shut off your brain for 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 an hour and literally not contemplate anything that the show has to offer, um, there, there's there's something to to enjoy that's a little bit insulting because i was watch i was looking on metacritic at ds mm-hmm. has a 77 do you know what episodes those okay. review the whole season because <laughs> <laughs> okay. i know sometimes screeners are only given like the first three yeah, episodes typically you know Metac- those metacritic <laughs> scores are, are just based off off the pilot the premiere yeah. episode like, if you go look no. back... It has gone steadily down. <laughs> hey, now. Jeff said no, so you're definitely wrong about that. Anyway, you <laughs> know what? If they... When it comes back for season two, if they cut a little bit of the fat... Sure. Um, I think it could be a solid show. So, cool. DS number 10. Fair enough. All right. On to me. My number 10, Black Mirror. Ooh. Is that on your list anywhere? No. Oh, okay. On my list because, well, one of the things, it's, I like, obviously, San Junipero, I felt was one of the best, as you heard last Did you time. watch all six chapters? Yeah. Okay. Did you? I haven't watched them all there's now. De- as with all Black Mirror, there's a range of quality within them, but I felt like the season as a whole was pretty, it's, it's up there with other seasons of Black Mirror. Um, the, some of the episodes that I've, that I liked, other people didn't seem to like as much, which is probably why 
it's on my list and on yours. Did you watch the episode of uh, I forgot the actress name? She's uh, she plays Margaret Schroeder in uh, No Boardwalk. She people don't seem to like that episode, but she was awesome in that episode. It's like a buddy cop movie if both of the cops were like British like women, <laughs> uh, and I thought that was really really interesting. Yeah, Black Mirror number ten. Cool. Yours. My number ten. I sort of teased a little bit about it last week. Bates Motel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, never a show I thought in a million years would would make such a list because it really has been in past prior years really average, bordering on just mediocre. Um, but this season it really elevated itself by wow. just narrowing in on really all that the audience ever really wanted from it and that was to watch the fragile mind of Norman Bates descend into like complete and utter madness and <laughs> we finally got that this week that this past season uh the performances were completely rose to the level that uh was required of them to really sell us on 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 this trajectory for Norman Bates and um yeah it was it was really good and I hope it can uh bring that that level of of quality into to its final season next year wouldn't it be nice if we could get such an origin story for all of our psychotic friends or our our, our more uh you know our, our, our more ca- character friends. I would love to have such a story. There's a couple of our uh, gr- group of friends that I'd, I'd love to have a... <laughs> like our, our personal hotel. friends? What? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our, our personal friends, yes. Is that yeah. show... Maybe one of them will join us next week. Yeah, maybe. Is that show ending? Like, Does it have like... Next series? Next... It's final season. Okay. Uh, they finally sort of caught up to, I would say, the time period of the Psycho... Um, the original Psycho film. So they're going to re- introduce the character of uh, Marion Crane, who was famously okay. murdered in the opening act of, of the movie Psycho. Wow. She's going to be played by Rihanna. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so we that, found yeah. love. Yeah. yeah. We found love. We found love, yeah. In a hopeless place. <laughs> yeah, we got it, Jeff. All right. He didn't get it. I was explaining it to him. Are we snaking? <laughs> yes, we are snaking. So, Mike, on... Nine. Okay, my number nine. Mr. Robot. Wow. That on your list? Yes. Nice. It is. I won't say Uh, the number. Okay. So, Mr. Robot. Last, for season one, I was exceptional. I think I I had it much higher uh, last year than than I do here. Um, This season wasn't without its kinks, its flaws. For sure certain aspects of it just didn't work at all but i thought there was enough there of just superior quality to to just really captivate me on a on a week-to-week basis um everything involving elliot and sort of that that civil war that took place within his mind and and uh, mr robot mm-hmm. was terrific um i thought all the, the the introduction of the dom character and her investigation into the hack was really cool the uh, heavy 
influence of, of Angela. Um, so yeah, a lot was, a lot really worked for me. I, I still really love the show. Um, even if there was a noticeable dip from, from season one, but, but yeah, for sure. I, I've never seen the show and I remember you guys complaining about Dom, about the hack. The heck? Do you remember that she didn't get enough training? I, I oh, believe? that's not dumb. Okay, that's another female. That's Angela. That's oh, Angela. Okay, Sorry. but um, <clears throat> yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna hear a lot more of our feelings about uh, the second season of Mister Robot, one of our first episodes is this. First. There you go. Is us spoiling the entire season and just discussing it? Uh, but you death. get a spoiler alert. You get a very yeah. clear so spoiler. Alert. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Uh, there's a lot of parallels with Fight Club in the first season of Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. except where Fight Club ends <clears throat> kind of leaves off, uh, like, you don't know how the world would react to that, and Mr. Robot kind of takes up that mantle, and I think does a good job in showing how, like, the world would generally uh, re- uh, react to such a insane situation going on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was good. All right. Chris, lay it on us. Number nine. Orange is the new black. I've had a tumultuous relationship with Orange is the New Black. <laughs> uh and I, when I was cobbling together this list, I felt like <clears throat> this season of Orange is the New Black kind of I did not like last season at all, and this season kind of brought it back to me. And I thought I can't really really remember what all happened this season, to be perfectly honest, except for the standout episode that you talked about last episode uh, of our podcast. So, I feel like it's back in my good graces a little bit, but only at number nine. What did you feel? It is on my list. I'm sure it's on But I would like to save my discussion of it for when when we arrive at it. (laughs) That's totally... That's not how we've been doing it mike that, i understand this tells me this tells me that it's very high on next <laughs> list because we're gonna be waiting a while all right fine mike we have it your way fair enough nine jeff nine um my number nine takes place uh in an alternate reality sensing a pattern again where Taya Leone is Secretary oh of State. And I know for all of you fans out there, this might be big because I've listed Madam Secretary ahead of DS. Reason being, a lot of the secondary things in Madam Secretary are a lot cleaner than DS right, right now. DS, I think we we can all agree, the basis is there but there's a lot of shit we have to siphon through to get to get to the the good stuff. Madam Secretary is 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 pretty cool show and there's just some I I enjoy watching it. And I like T- Taylioni. Um you guys have any thoughts on Madam Se- Secretary? I've never seen a, a second of of that show so I can't really comment. And yet but you, you watch DS. What? You watch DS? Yeah, but that has Kiefer. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I, I, I've never watched it. Don't have uh I'm happy you enjoy feelings though. on it. Yeah, good. Thank glad, you. Glad for you. What's your number eight, Jeff? Um, 
this one might be another uh, we're happy for you, Jeff, type type show. <laughs> My number eight is um, a show that I feel always has, and I'm sorry that I keep giving these little like preambles to the shows, but I feel it ha- it gives a little build up that, frankly, your guys, when you say your shows, it doesn't have. This show we'll have to work on that. always has a level of quality year in and year out, and I love this show. I really love it, uh, although I believe it is considered a reality show. Oh. And that show is Hard Knocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very okay. well done show, and I love football, and I love seeing behind the scenes uh, and I think it's also really impressive that they clearly, you know, put it together week to week. It's true. Yeah, definitely. And we get to see behind the scenes, and that's I'm, a show that I really love. I'm not a real hard knocks head for no, for no real reason. I just just hard not, head. They call us. Never watch it. But uh, I, I've always heard great oh, yeah. things. Yeah, it's really well done. Um, Ray Donovan does the voiceover <laughs> for it, which is pretty cool. He's crossing the aisle working for HBO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it really shows the skill that NFL Films really has, where they can just literally, like, alchemy-like, just make this story, just squeeze this it's story true. out of yeah. this training camp every year. And there are there is something to be said of, like, every training camp has the same ups and downs and the same general story of, like, here's these likable rookies that are free agents that you want to... That, right on the edge of making the 53 and not making the 53-man roster, and, oh, will they make it? Will they not? Uh, and there also is a complaint to be made that because of the way... <laughs> I know I'm I'm, sh- I'm shitting on Jeff's no, pick. please, please. But uh, the way that the NFL and HBO have, like, laid these ground rules as to who, which team gets picked for hard knocks, it basically means only shitty teams get picked for hard knocks. Like, uh, the Browns were supposed to do it, but then... You're never going to see our New England Patriots. Yeah. Like, I think if you, were in the play, if you were in the playoffs, you don't have to be... You, you're out of the running for hard knocks for at least three years. Uh, some, and, like, if you get a new head coach, you're out of the running for a certain amount of time. Unless unless a team wants to, wants to do it, then they can do it. Like, I think that's how Rex Ryan did it twice. Um, Chris, ironically, sitting here in a New York Jets t-shirt. Sure. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, there, there's pro- the, despite these problems and how I'd really love if there was actually like a good team next year, uh, it's just, I love football and I love the stories that football... Is that on your list, Chris? So, no, it's not. You had a lot to say about it. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't expecting to, you didn't like, think of to wax poetic about hard knocks, but it happened. I think, as a lover of football, being able to see like how the coaches work and just, you know, being able to see in the office when they're planning things, when they're going over game plans, when they're having to cut people and stuff like that. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris, I don't think that the reality of life, like that sometimes people are on the edge of making the cut and and stuff. I don't think that, that that's a negative thing. It's just, it's part of telling a story and it's different every year. You get the, the different characters every year and, uh, it's always a different dynamic, and uh, Game of Thrones, great, great show. Chris, number eight? All right. Game of Thrones. Number eight. <laughs> Hard Knocks. <laughs> I was wondering. I thought Jeff, yeah, I thought Jeff was making like a meta meta joke there. He's trying to hit some different yeah, levels of I humor. Got, uh, 
Yeah, well, I think Ga- Game of Thrones is on. Game of Thrones is a really good show. All right, so number eight on my list, Stranger Things. Ooh. Stranger Things is number eight on my list because I liked it a lot, but not as much as everyone else seemed to like it. I assume it's high, much higher on both of your lists. It's high on my list. Jeff, yeah. is it on your list? Stranger Things? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's on there. Okay. So, I liked it a lot. I loved the great, great acting from the kids. Um, but where it kind of failed for me is sometimes it would just be like, here's this 80, 80s thing, and then that's all they would do. They'd just, I, think that's just, kind of, I think that's kind of a lazy criticism. There was no... I think it's lazy it. for the show to do that. Uh, I think it's easy for people to say that, but I feel like every time they kind of steered towards... That, that sort of 80s nostalgia that was a surefire thing that everyone would love. It was always backed up, though, by, like, really strong writing, um, character work. And, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. There was, like, a real emotional weight, dramatic weight b- behind it. So, so that's why it always worked, worked for me. Well, I'm happy you feel that way, Mike. Because also, I, I think the the adults did a great job too. Winona <laughs> Ryder. Well, you only mentioned. The I'm just kids. saying. Well, specifically, it's really hard to get kid kid acting, and they did. The kid acting was really like the best I've I can remember yeah. seeing in in anything. And yeah. that was the adult acting. The adult acting is is terrific as well. Winona, Winona Ryder uh, and David the Harbour, actor who played Hopper. Uh, David Harbour. David Harbour. Terrific. Hey, him at... He, and the teenage acting, too, from the, the, the two uh, main Sure, the acting characters. wasn't the problem for me. <laughs> Can you imagine if, if, they, if they landed those kids for the kids in DS? We'd be at a whole Ooh. new level. Well, you know, the the general saying with, with child acting is that it's all about the director. And, like, it's if true. you have good child actors, it's because the director knew how to direct them properly. And so I bet if they got those kids for DS, whatever <laughs> shitty <be> director, <laughs> whatever shitty director is directing DS from week to week, uh, would do his dirty business and ruin, so, ruin their careers. Suddenly they, they they'd morph into uh, the son from the strain <laughs> quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hey, whoever both of you were. Hey, no, you don't talk weren't, about weren't don't talk good. about the strain yet. We're going to be talking about the strain a little bit later. Oh no. <laughs> You think I put the strain above DS on my list, Chris? I don't know. Who okay. knows? <laughs> Mike, n- number eight? Yep. Number eight for me, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, I just love that show so much. I love that it is like four or five different things all packed into one. Never seen um, It's an It's an extremely uh, funny just show unto itself but it also has the workplace comedy side of it it has um this terrific romantic comedy side of it it's also a like a great character study um with this this character the crazy ex-girlfriend played by uh rachel bloom at the, at the center um who is just a complete nightmare of a human being and has really like psychological and emotional issues that she's grappling with uh that that's really interesting and it's also just this really terrific musical in um, each episode like like i've mentioned before features two or three um completely original songs 
music videos. Um, and yet, yeah, just that it's able to do all those things at such high a level is uh, just a real testament to the creative team behind it. It's a great show. And as we know, Mike loves belting out those tunes in his car. I love the uh, Crazy Ass Girlfriend soundtrack. They, that has occupied um, many a car ride. <laughs> the catchy tunes? A lot of catchy tunes. I would highly recommend checking it out. Nice. Very cool. Chris, have you seen it? No. Wow. First season is on Netflix, Chris. Good pick, Mike. Okay. Chris, let's hear yours. Wait, no, Snake Trap, Mike. Oh, yeah, Mike, Mike number, number, seven. number seven. Sorry, Mike. Number seven. Uh, I may be spoiling a show that's the tire on your guys' list. Uh, but here it goes. I've done that twice. Game of Thrones. Okay. He loves doing this. This is what he's all about, is putting it... If huh. I only could see Mike's list and then I could put, like, as an honorable mention, his number one, I would do it. Because you know. What? Okay, anyway. What does that even mean? You enjoy... You, I think you think Game of Thrones is better than where you've listed it, but you don't want to be in the norm. It's what no. you want. Absolutely not. The norm. Okay. I, I'll tell you why. Even, even <laughs> though you said, That's you said before speak. you said this, that ours... Because I, that know we're gonna guys, I know you okay. guys love it. Yeah. Or this past season, you loved it a little bit more than me. I had issues with this season. Okay. That said, I think when Game of Thrones is at its best, it is easily the very best show on TV, maybe. It's very best. It's fine. You stack its finest episode up against any episode ever made in the history of TV. It will fare very well. Um, this season's three best episodes were amazing. The Door, Battle of the Bastards... And the Winds of Winter. Um, certain moments in those episodes were, were jaw-driving. There were some issues that I had with it. I think there were so there were some definite lulls uh, in the middle. There were some subplots and um, character arcs that were sort of in- integrated clumsily into um, the main the main story that that didn't really service the cohesiveness of of the the main show all that well um primarily aria's arc i thought was kind of a disaster this this season so that's why i don't have the season as as high as i I would have liked because there was kind of clunky in spots you you think crazy ex-girlfriend did a better job with those those kind of sub crazy ex-girlfriend i had number eight number seven so Gotcha there. Okay, <laughs> answer okay. his own question. Uh, but it was a really, it was a really. You know great, what I mean. It was a great a season. It's on my top ten. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Hey, we're we're here to discuss. <laughs> but this season of Game I'm of just Thrones, this, down. this season of Game of Thrones has, as we mentioned last episode, one of the greatest battle scenes of all time in this in the season. Yes, and I think that we reached. I'm not like I'm not like fighting you right now. I'm just saying my feelings of why I like to see this. You don't have to def- you don't have to defend everything you're saying. Um, this season did it, for me. This season did a really good job of like either starting the the final path of characters or kind of bringing an end to certain characters in a very satisfying way. And it's I think it sets up a lot of it. Kind of toppled the first domino. In this big chain of dominoes, and we're going to start seeing like a 
the effects down the line a lot coming a lot faster than we're normally ready for in Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. What did you think of this season of Game of Thrones, Joe? I think it was the best season. What okay. season did you like like better, Mike? Of Game of Thrones? Yeah. My favorite season? I would probably uh, put three or four as the best. I thought it was a lot better than last season. I didn't even have last season in my top 15. Like, this yeah. season had three of the best television episodes I've, I've ever seen. Yeah. So it's going to be... When it's great, there's nothing There's nothing better. But you you didn't feel the rest of the episodes were trash, right? Like, they weren't I, as good I didn't for say Game that. of Thrones. I didn't say that. <laughs> but enough to bring it down? <laughs> Jeff, I yeah. asked you how you felt about this season of Game of Thrones. You started... <laughs> Questioning Mike again? No, I opened up with. I think it's it's one of it's it's the best season of Game of Thrones. Okay, go that far. I think that it was really good, especially considering they had to go off the book. They had all these seasons where they were like had the book to guide them, and now they're having to deal with a lot of. Well, they knew what was going to happen though. These elaborate storylines, and now they don't have. The book to go off of. They still have the, George. The, the guidance, though the the overarching template, probably that that George has laid out for them. But yeah, there was definitely there was some there was a lot more freedom in the in the way they they told uh, the story this this season, and I think that was that was apparent. Mm-hmm. For, was, for good uh, or for bad. Yeah, I think it was the best season. And uh, maybe I'll I'll explain more later if I have yeah, it in my list. I look forward to it. <laughs> okay, uh, number seven for me: The People versus O.J. Simpson. Uh, I know this is probably on your list, definitely. Oh yeah, Jeff, are you thinking about watching this now that we've gushed about how much we like this show? Well, I did watch the first episode, oh. and I really liked it. Yeah, it's um, this show also signified for me like a like a. Me liking Ryan Murphy again because he yeah. he like he was really down the dumps for me. I wasn't trusting his judgment as much as I had I've had in the past, and it it really was kind of refreshing to see see something that he created that really well was of quality. I'll tell you why. Not not sorry to cut no, it. Please, but I think what Ryan Murphy did so well in his development of this show is that he got the hell out of the way. He wasn't <laughs> involved in the really the creative process of, of the this show. Stuff. He, he, he didn't ser- he didn't receive a single writing credit, but what he did do enormously well was he, first of all, he was the reason the show probably got in the air in the mm-hmm. first place. Um, he was instrumental in casting. Like anytime you see Sarah Paulson involved in, in really anything these days, it's with Ryan Murphy. Hmm. Ryan Murphy right, right behind it, um, but he he's just so great at gathering talent around him mm-hmm. and sort of unleashing that and making them have passion. And he for also projects. served as a uh, director in several episodes, <clears throat> and I think he's a really like talented uh, direct TV director. So he did a lot of a lot of great things. Did Big props see, to Ryan Murphy. Yeah, did you see that um, that HBO movie he was yeah worked on? Was it good? Um, the something heart, I forgot. Norm, the normal heart. Normal heart, yeah, yeah. But the Mark AIDS Ruffalo. crisis, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I think I'll watch that. Yeah, just great season television. It really does a really good job. Um, 
like encapsulating this really, I just said really like five times, uh, this extremely complicated case. Mm-hmm. And at this complicated time, and it really showed how people kind of felt about it at the time, and it was really, un- and I, now I'm very cognizant of how many times I'm saying really, it was... Uh, really cognizant. Yeah, it was, I'm really cognizant of it. Uh, it was unprecedented at the time, this kind of case, and it shows in that show, and they do a good job framing it uh, in sort of what it would have been like for people. Also, uh, Ross from Friends, man. Doing doing yeah, good, good job. Doing the good work. The doing good work. So great. I know. Sarah, all the way down. Sarah Paulson, Courtney B. Vance, Sterling K. Brown, yeah. John Travolta even. And Everyone f- brought their, their A game. And I feel like that show, that show critically was like almost made fun of or like mocked like people were people were like oh it's good if you just almost like ds like guilty yeah pleasure yeah oh if you just want to turn off your mind and just watch like oh crazy oj simpson show but no it's like there's actual quality television at first that was sort of the attitude behind it but people eventually caught on probably after the marsha 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 episode people realized like this was really something special and um just to harken back to what something you just said, I th- I thought it was just so great how uh, they were able to breathe new life and energy into this like very familiar, like, iconic court case, yeah. and the yeah. way they they presented it was was so fresh and yeah. exciting, and um, yeah, it's on it's on my list. Uh, it's yeah. a little bit higher, but uh, I think I've said most mostly all, yeah. all I need to say. About and, but it. I, I will say I am scared of season two. You know that, right? It's going to be about yeah, the I'm Katrina. terrified of... I wouldn't even call it season two, because it... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's, it's going to be about O.J. Simpson? No, it's going to be about... It's like, of, it's like an American Horror Story where each season's about a different yeah. crime. Okay, Se- yeah. Season two is about the Katrina crisis, except they're fictionalized storylines happening in the crisis. What terrifies me about, about this is I think Ryan Murphy might be a little bit more involved on the creative <laughs> side. He's back in it, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it from the... 10 second synopsis you just gave me they literally should have just done another case they they had to do all this crazy stuff for season 2 who knows maybe it'll be good wasn't the show following like wasn't there another OJ Simpson show that came out like very close to the same time there was a ESPN documentary ESPN documentary ah okay yeah I wonder like how that premiered as a film was it because it's been like a special number of years or something yeah maybe it was an anniversary or something I don't know well, I'm looking forward so to, to watching that. So what's what's yours, Jeff? Your next one? So this would be my number seven, right? Yeah. My number seven uh, comes from the creator of one of my favorite television shows. But that television show is off, off the air and the creator of one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, and that is Mike Judge, Silicon Valley. Okay. Wow, yeah. Now, I love Mike Judge. He King of the Hill is one of my favorite te- television shows ever. Office Space, another M- Mike Judge is just an awesome cult big, cult big favorite Beavis and movie. Butthead fan. Beavis and Butthead is okay. Beavis and Butthead is okay, but King King of the Hill is really an awesome awesome show and uh Office Space. Have you guys seen Off Office Space? Of course, Mike. Never have. No. Wow. Never have. Never will. And you say you you you're, you're a movie buff. Office Space is a really 
Yeah, I've heard good things. Just never got around to it. <laughs> really good, good movie. I would give it a try, Mike. Silicon Valley. Do, do you both watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't finished this season. I kind of fell off. It probably would have been in my honorable mentions. But uh, Sorry. It's, a, it's a show I like a lot. Yeah. Hmm? You're like against it. Mike Judge, I think. I love I Thomas Middleditch. I, I think it's so cool. You get to see sort of pr- probably a lot of the, the, the reality of um, overnight millionaires, but then also they just get shoved right back in 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 the dirt and just watching these characters like go from like nothing to everything to nothing is uh is really cool also chris is is that that's the name of the main guy uh yeah great Thomas, job in that commercial he he did too sure yeah that was a very fi- fine line was he paid because he's a celebrity for that commercial or because they didn't make a big deal out of him being a celebrity in that commercial it was like a target commercial or something right you're talking about the one where he's in with tina fey Yes. I think that's a Chase credit card commercial. Some uh, sort of credit card commercial. I hope he got paid as the, you know. I'm sure he did, as yeah. As a superstar. Mm-hmm. Everyone, all the actors are great Great in that show, too. The guy with the crazy hair. Sure. I don't know his name. I think he's... T.J. Miller. He, he, he's on another show now, right? I don't know if he's on another show. He was in Deadpool. And then the guy that was also in the, in the show with the guy from... Uh, sorry, I'm forgetting everyone's name. He was in the show where they're servers, like party servers. Oh, Party Down. Mar- Martin Starr? Yeah. Is, is, yeah, is that the guy's Star. name? Is yeah. a little bit of a weird looking dude. Party Down Dale is... Foyle, I think. Yeah. Party yeah. Down is such a... Have you seen Party Down? It's a Starr's show. No. It's such a hidden gem. Everyone should go watch it. Oh, yeah. Adam Scott. Right? Yeah, Adam Scott. It's so good. That was a good show. I, I think that's part of why I started watching Silicon Valley, because I re- remembered him hmm. from that, that show, and yeah. I like that show. And now I get to list another show? Yep. Six. My number six is, I'm not sure you guys have seen this one. Wow. Uh, Atlanta. Oh. All right. I've seen that. Do you guys have that listed uh, on your list? I do. Yeah, I have it higher. Me too. Mm. Obviously. Well, I think we all agree Atlanta was a great show. Yeah, I was, I was, I went in with such high expectations because I love Donald Glover, and he just knocked it out of the park. Couldn't, couldn't have been happier. We all got introduced to Brian Tyree Henry. Yep, yep. Paper boy. Paper boy. Oh well, I had already seen that man. So, I would go as far to call him the the breakout character of of twenty sixteen. I, I love Paper Boy. Chris, where did you see him? Vice principals. What is that? Oh, you mentioned that. <laughs> HBO show. This is a guy that Danny you McBride. knew from that that show. Yeah, he plays a small supporting role in the oh, second wow. half of that season. Um, Sorry, Jeff. Well, no. If you want me to get get into it, I mean, do you really feel that you were introduced to him in that show, or do, or do you feel like this was his coming out party? Um, I was definitely introduced I'm, to him. Yeah, it was I'm the sure first you time feel I like saw. you were introduced to him. Yeah, because yeah. the first time I saw him. What What did he do in that show? Big big role. Make a make a joke. Oh great. I think it was so many so many different setups for episodes, so much cool stuff. Yeah, I, that's what I thought was so so great and inventive about it was that just on any given week it could be whatever the hell it wanted to be. Yeah. Um, um I immediately think back to the BAN episode uh, in which it's just essentially 
paper boy, um, this this other woman, and, and the host <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a soundstage panel discussion, uh, breaking down race relations and gender identity. Then um, that was a hell of an episode. Um, the the van centric episode mm-hmm. was was great as well, and. Or just the, the more the more basic episodes where we're just following around our, our three characters, um, getting into whatever the hell it is was, that they they do. I was able to get very deep while also still being, uh, you know, sort of qu- qu- quirky and uh, quirky, different, surreal. Yeah. yeah, just real maturity and confidence in the writing and the vision of the show. Yeah. And of course, fan confidence favorite is a good Darius. Word I would yeah. use. Don't forget Darius. Darius, oh yes, yeah. oh yeah. So hopefully, we'll see more of him. Great in characters, two. great yeah. characters. <clears throat> All right, so I will move on to Chris. Who was your number six? My number six was Mister Robot, which we already discussed. Love Chris that. and I have lots of cross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so what's your number six? Like my number six is Better Call Saul. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, you haven't watched season two. I'm right? on Netflix schedule, so when that hits season two, I'm better Netflix, catch up I'll, before I'll it. It, season three premieres. Why? So we can talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, anyways, um, I thought this season season one was great. Uh, I thought this season sort of up up the game though, um, by sort of um, really exploring the. Breaking Bad prequel side of things a little bit more, uh, involving Mike and his sort of induction into the criminal underbelly of uh, New Mexico. Um, it was great. We got a, we sort of went deeper into the backstory and psyche of, of the Saul character, or as he's known in the show, Jimmy. Um, Kim. I'm sure you you recall plays yep. a, plays a bigger role in this season. She was okay. she was terrific. So just just steady improvements over season one. Really, N- nothing, ger- no dramatic shift or anything. It was just sort of just they they just learned um, what worked and maybe what they could do a little bit better from season one, and they just brought that into season two. And the end result was 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 really really great. What season is this? Nice. Season two. Okay. I thought it was a little older. Nope, season three is coming well, back. It's a prequel series. I think the so. pre- premiere date was just announced. I didn't really, I didn't look at what it was. I'm, it usually comes back in February, so. Cool. Good pick, Mike. Nice. What's next? Uh, number five, we, we already discussed it, The People versus OJ. All right. So, I'll move Chris, on number to my number five. Five? Yep. yep. My number five, Transparent. Ooh. I'm sure, is that on your list? No, it was in my honorable mentions. Oh, on your honorable just, mentions. Just missed the cut. All right, all right. Joe, was that on your, li- <laughs> in your list? No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, this season, uh, I thought it was a... It, there's an argument to be made that the past seasons were too much about just the just infighting and bickering and, mm-hmm. like, unimportant, like, family nonsense when there's this larger kind of problem, the social problem that could be discussed. I think they kind of addressed that in this season, and these this infighting was kind of pushed to the side, and we really got to learn about some of the real problems that go into uh, if you are like the 
people in this show if you are transparent and it really resonated yeah i like this season probably a little bit more than last just for its um renewed focus on mora and sort of the, mm-hmm. the those trans identity issues that sort of made the show so interesting in the first place like we got a little bit more insight in, into that aspect of the show in a little little less of all of um, her children who can be kind of insufferable in yeah. many different ways yeah. um, th- that's sort of the, the point of the show is that everyone is sort of just this un- inherently unlikable and it's uh, it doesn't matter like who we're, we're you supposed are. to the, like we're supposed to see past that and sort of just break and it breaks down to like the people at their most raw fundamental yeah versions self. of themselves um so it's, it's a really great show this yeah. show is on my very elite short list of shows i'm really gonna watch soon wow really really is yeah been looking forward Happy to, to it. hear it yeah. really brisk watch um, yeah the episodes every episode is down at an hour, hour. Hmm. okay very much lo- looking forward to. All right, it. Jeff, what's your five? That was your your five, Chris. Yep, my five. We already talked about Stranger Things. Okay. All right. All right. What's your four? My four uh, features, I think, one of the acting treasures of our country. Um, and I just absolutely love her. Mike already mentioned it, but Veep. Love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Really, everyone on that show is great. So many awesome characters Mm -hmm. and the way they play off each other. And um, just just an awesome show. I love every episode of that that show. Yeah, I agree with you. That's another show that just missed uh, the cut for me. Yeah. Um, I love this season. I thought it was noticeable in that the showrunner um, shifted. The previous creator showner, Mano Ainichi, left and a new, a new man came in to, to mm. run the ship. And I thought that was a little bit, that was kind of noticeable. And um, I didn't love it as much as previous seasons, but overall, it, it still was like minute for minute the funniest show. Yeah, such snappy dialogue. Of any other show on TV. I, I get, like, she she is so good. She's great. Yeah, she, she really is, yeah. is great. Chris, was, was that on, on your list? Uh, it would have been an honorable mention for sure. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, and as just an added bonus, as New Hampshireites, there's a lot of great New <laughs> Hampshire content. Great yes, New Hampshire focus. <laughs> yeah, they go to New Hampshire too because uh, the only Jonah time we're on the our, map, Jonah Ryan is yes, our yeah. congressman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some great stuff. That, uh, there. Yeah, Jonah Ryan. Jonah is um, running his headquarters out of Nashua, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he he would be <laughs> our congressman. Yeah, and they make Nashua look uh, not so good. But uh, Jonah's Jonah's like campaign manager says some really oh funny shitty he's, things about his New uncle. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. New Hampshire voters. So much. <laughs> we feed what he tells us, Chris. We we eat what he feeds us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, he knows the people in New Hampshire. <laughs> he just he has us dialed in and knows exactly what we want. Some great new New Hampshire stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I I'll just say some of my favorite moments in the in in, in that show are when uh she is having a conversation with like her a member of her entourage and a third person. 
or a third group of people, and then they will leave the room and immediately she'll she'll make this like completely asshole comment, like <laughs> that just completely attacks everything that she she just just said to them. It happens like again and again, and I, I just love every time it happens because she'll be having this very like what we think of presidential like conversation and then like the scene will just shift and she'll just like start the behind the scenes stuff and it's so funny yeah i can't wait for that show to come back (laughs) and i left off in a really interesting place yeah yeah Uh, there's a lot kind of unchartered territory we're we're about to move into yeah all right so on to my number four westworld Ooh. Did we discuss Westworld, or was that just in the Golden Globes? We did not discuss we it. We didn't discuss All it. All right. Hasn't been on anyone's list yet. Uh, was it in your honorable mentions? Well, was it an honorable mention? Not on my list. Okay. I could have sworn you mentioned it. No? I mentioned it, yeah. Honorable mention? It's not on my list. All right, so oh, okay, okay. Westworld, I thought, hit enough of those marks for me that it's, it was just so fun every week to... Just think about what was going on. There's so much to think about every single week. Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Uh, on top of that, there's the all the discussion of consciousness and free will, which I eat that stuff up. Uh, and it's it, it, a little bit... What? What are you laughing about? You're just on a higher level. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of scratched a little bit of an itch that... Um, that the leftovers does the leftovers does it, I think a lot better of just just uh, analyzing and discussing like these big high level concepts. Uh, leftovers does religion and concept of you know higher power. Um, but yeah, what, what did you guys think of Westworld? I know yours is a little higher, yours is a little lower. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I haven't it, mentioned it, Chris. I don't know why. The show it was a good debut uh, season, um, and it certainly hit a couple like really high high points yeah. for me that that I was I was really uh, engaged by but um it didn't didn't do enough for me to really like fall in love with it I don't think it introduced any like really memorable characters really like strong uh three-dimensional characters sure. um, which is, is a huge uh stepping stone for any real great show uh, for me at least um so that that's something to keep an eye on for for season two if it can sort of move beyond just being like a really intellectually uh, interesting show and more emotionally engaging i guess while it was awesome i thought it was awesome i think that season two is going to be a lot better because i think that they were sort of forced into like having to I don't know if this is going to make sense but like having to produce stuff that would create like people talking about it and a hit show like they th- there's all this pressure of it having to be the next H- HBO show so they had to do like a certain certain things and I think it'll open up a lot more next next season like I think I read somewhere that one of I forgot who it was someone involved with the show said this season was really just the setup for the actual show. Like it, it, yeah. it yeah, doesn't even have a, the actress who played Dolores. She mm. called it a prequel series to Westworld. So that found was really interesting. Yeah. I th- well, the way that they left it, I, I can't wait. Well, it, can't it, wait it is see. sort of, I think a prequel to the movies. 
think the mo- I think not movies. The movie I think the movie takes place a little bit after this and after the uprising of the hosts. So yeah, love that. Can't wait for season two. Great stuff, Mike. What's your number four? four? Yeah, four. Uh, number four for me is The Americans. Wow, which I thought it had its uh, its best season to date. Um, like I, as I mentioned last week, just in the way that certain stretches of this of this season uh, were able to drive tension and suspense over a prolonged period of time. Um, that it was really able to sort of pay off these like dangling threads that we that have sort of been um, hovering ar- around the the brink of disaster um, for for the, really the entire run of the show was really f- finally able to pay those those moments off particularly with particularly with the uh, character of Martha and um, it just really just sort of further solidified the terrific um, duo at the, the center of the show, uh, the married couple, Philip and Elizabeth, and just their relationship and their children and just their their family took was, was really center stage more, more than ever before, and it was really just interesting and engaging, and I really loved it. Nice. I know you guys don't watch it, so you can't really. I, well, I like add much to it. This this season is getting so much hype that I've been feeling like I might watch it. Uh, a lot of lists I was looking at had it number one, actually. Yeah, uh, which seems like it might not be far off. Yep. Uh, so yeah, cool. What's your number three? Oh yeah, number three. Uh, my number three is Atlanta, which we nice. uh, already talked to. All right. Yeah, very deserving at number three. My number three is Atlanta as well. Whoa. Whoa. Jeff. Wow. Number three. Back to me so quick. Number three. Something tells me that's not going to be on either of your lists. I've been saying that a lot tonight. I don't think I said I, I said you guys haven't seen it. Once. Oh, okay. But um, this show, I believe, is the funniest show on television right now. That show is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It is just the best show. It's, you know, not for your guys up uh, uppity uppity uh Golden Globe. Chris watches that show. Yeah, but um I agree with you. It is the funniest show on television right now. Most likely. You agree it's the funniest show on television? Yeah. Wow. One of, if not the funniest show on television. But um it just doesn't have this like big like theme themes it's trying to hit. Or like Atlanta does. That's right. It stayed yeah. off my list. <laughs> not dogging it at all, it's one of the funniest shows on television. It needs to have theme to, to be a great show? No, just to be on there my needs top ten. Just behind to be more behind funny top, jokes. Just to be on my top ten. Or even just every episode's like different, you know. So it sort of fits with the it doesn't have the uppity uppity type <laughs> stuff. Uh, it's just an awesome show. Sure, just Jeff. Sure. Show. All right. Well, is that that what you mean? It it, it has to have a next level layer. Not next level. Not list. next level layer. Just some sort of like overarching theme. Just for me personally. Do you watch that that show, Mike? I don't. The show that Chris called the funniest show on television. 
Will, will, will you start watching it? Maybe. Please. Too many episodes to catch up on. Uh, I don't think I'll be I'll be watching that anytime soon. How's, how's your West Wing viewing going? Speaking of too many episodes. It kind of stopped it in its tracks. About five episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> too many episodes. Yeah. All right, cool. What's your number? Everyone in Always Sunny is... So, no, no, know what? When they... Since they've introduced Dan, Danny DeVito... Yep. It has been unbelievable. I mean, I am, like, dying every episode of Always Sunny. It's great. Now, best episode of all time, the one where they play the board game. Yes. Which got called back upon this Chardy, Chardy McDennis, The Game of Games, might be one of the best episodes of television. Yeah. Maybe, maybe ever. What an episode, Mike. You should just watch it. Like Chris said, I guess it's such a stupid show, you can watch it out of, out of order. You could just watch it. Yeah, that's, a, that's I think what you, I've been told. I think you probably can, yeah. That is a great episode. Great, great show. My number two... Um, now, I, I know I already listed this at number ten. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's going to be Westworld. Cool. Which yes. we already talked about. Westworld's Chris, great. number right. two. Number two, The Night Of. Okay. Which I was playing around. It's a mini series, but I thought it still that counts. counts. thought it still counts. That was an honorable mention of mine. Yeah. All right. So, uh, a extremely detailed, painstaking, and painful look at the justice system in the United States. Uh, yeah. And it was so well done. Shot so well. My boy Chalky White is in it. Everything, everything is all adding up to me loving it. Uh, and I thought it, it ended pretty well. The final payoff might not have been as good as some people were hoping. Uh, but it was shot so well. New York looks so grimy in that show. They do such a good job of making New York, New York look so gross in like the most fantastic way possible. Do you see that, Jeff? No. I think it's only... How many episodes is it? Eight, I believe. Yeah. I've seen a whole lot of coming attractions for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I'll give I'll give you that. It wasn't... I wouldn't put it really near my top ten, but um, it was just so visually distinctive. As visually distinctive yeah. as, uh, as any show uh, mm-hmm. you'll see this year. Um, and it really busted out of the gate, I thought, extremely well, especially yeah. that pilot episode. That pilot episode uh, it so never good. really reached that level yeah. uh, after, after that. Yeah, I'd give you that. Um, and I thought sort of towards the back half of the season it, it kind of took some really weird like narrative mm. divergence. Sure, yeah. Um, mm. But uh, I yeah, Overall, a really good season. Yeah, all the stuff in the kit. There's so many like monologues that were so good. Uh, so many moments I can point to. And I'd just a final note, I'd really love to see the James Gandolfini scenes that they shot. Maybe on like a Blu-ray mm-hmm. or something. I wonder if that's some special feature. John Turturro, though, was, was oh John Turturro was. Uh, you can't ask for anything more than he did. He was amazing. Um, but yeah, Jeff G- James Gandolfini shot like the pilot or a lot of scenes before he died for this, and he's actually still the guy who played Tony Soprano. Yeah, I know. And uh, he's still credited as an executive producer on the show because uh, I guess he was. Well, he kind of like shepherded it. Yeah, to- yeah. yeah into production. He really. was crucial in it. was getting a passion it. project. So of this has been really in the works for a while then. Yeah, supposedly. And it's based off a British show, I think. Uh, <clears throat> altogether. I I would like them to return to it um, to, to some degree. 
yeah. not real, not really a follow up of mm-hmm. of the, the main story of season one. Maybe even a completely new story. Yeah, they could definitely. Um, but do I, it I would like still, I'd love to spend more time in that world with uh, with those writers. Yeah, for sure. All right, see what they could cook up. How do you feel? What's your number two? Number two, uh, we already talked about <coughs> Stranger Things. All right, and I would like to preface Stranger Things being my number two show by saying that I know that it wasn't. I know in my heart of hearts. Or maybe not my heart of hearts, but I know, like, intellectually, mentally, sure. that it probably wasn't the best, second best show to air this past all year. Right. But um, to your list. It's all right. Mm-hmm. To yeah, your but list. It, but it, that show melted my heart in ways <laughs> few others did this past year. Um, it was the most fun I had watching any show this year. Um, those, those four or five, if you count Will. Those, that cast of character um, of children were were so terrific. They they carried so much of the weight of of the season, um, and the adults were, were terrific as well. <laughs> Can't forget but, about uh, them. It was just such a smart, like ex- exciting, uh, emotionally rich show um, that I just I fell in love with, and. Yeah, that's that's why I, I had no choice but to, to put it at number two. It's a pretty good show. Yeah, and I, I love seeing Netflix succeed. So when that came out and like lit the world on fire, I was so happy. Yeah, just to have Netflix have like another huge hit on their hands. Yeah. All right. Cool. Chris, number, number one. Number one. No, wait, no, no, no. Mike, number one. Snake Mike's draft. Snake draft. One. Oh, I thought he just didn't he? He just do three. No, oh, I no. talked about Night of for gotcha. a long time. Okay. My number one show, everyone. As I sort of teased earlier in the uh, in the segment, orange is the new black. No. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> um, oh my god! This was the best season of TV uh, this year. Um, the best orange is the new black has ever done, and an insanely great follow up. Or improvement upon the past season of Orange is the New Black, which I thought was just, just good. It really was, it wasn't up to the standards of, of the show. And just to see it sort of move on from the place, um, that it sort of went to last year of just sort of, um, more broad, sort of more, more, more levity. It was just a much lighter tone, uh, than, than we were used to, to, to revert back to just the, the, the heavy stakes drama side of things. And man, did it do that with just the, I would say the second half of the season was just the most, um, just gripping, uh, essential, just emotionally devastating stretch of episodes the show's ever produced, primarily in that, that, uh, penultimate episode we talked about last mm-hmm. week, The Animals. In which, uh, don't say too much because I didn't see it. I, I won't. I won't okay. say at all, at all what happened. But there was a moment in the episode that I would. I would go as far to say this: the most, uh, just devastating <laughs> of anything I've, I've really ever seen on TV. Um, and just the way it sort of interwove all of it, the various th- threads of the year into the, the those final stretch of episodes was was really impressive involving the, 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 the 
correctional officers and the um, <clears throat> the characters that sort of weren't service as well in, in previous years, like uh, Crazy Eyes and Piper. Real return to form for Piper this this year. Um, just everything everything about it. I, I won't ramble on about cool. why it was so great. Just take my word for it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> my number one. You've already discussed. Game of Thrones. Also my number one. Oh, nice. Okay. Is your... Did you say... Yeah, you said your number two because I'm number one. Uh, yeah, Game of Thrones, I'm just so in love with that world and the way the way it's going. This season really sets up the final two, two uh, shorter seasons and I just can't... I just can't wait. I just love George R. R. Martin. Just crafted this world to a T. I love it all. It's the best show on television. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, not hey, sorry. I won't argue that. <laughs> right up there with um, Game of Thrones is sort of like if DS was put into a sensory de- deprivation tank and, and emerged <laughs> and achieved higher levels, free of, consciousness. of free of the, the the paternity battle and all. All well, there's these, some some paternity yeah, questioning. That's true. In. That's true. You know there there was a sensory deprivation tank in Stranger Stranger Things. That's right. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, pretty significant uh, plot point. Uh, Is that what initially gave you the idea, Chris? No, Mike. Would you say which show do you think handled paternity issues better, DS or Game of Thrones? (laughs) Uh, I think it's an insult to Game of Thrones to even include ds in the same sentence so i'm not even gonna dignify that that question with with a response hey, hey which show had the biggest explosion <laughs> Ooh, were there any big explosions oh yes there was uh i would say uh game of thrones game of thrones really <laughs> oh yeah but the capitol building is a pretty big building uh i mean it's no it's no high sept section of a city no what they're they, okay. they might be s- Sim- no, if the, if no, the Game same, of Thrones bigger. If Game, the same Game. explosion occurred on DS that ex- occurred in the finale of <laughs> Game of Thrones, it would have taken out the White House with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I, well, I don't know, but like the the like kings, uh, like they they were in the same like the, they, they could watch they from were in the, the same keep. city. Yeah, but they were in a different district. That was like the opposite side of the city. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, it does put things into perspective when you think about how both of those explosions were were handled. Um, Game of Thrones, I think we're in for some of the best stuff we've ever seen coming. I I concur. I I think so. I hope so, for sure. When Game of Thrones is on week to week, it's like a special event in and of itself every single week. Um, You don't don't really get that with, with any other show. Very yeah. few. Are they? Um, are they all going to be longer episodes now? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. Don't really know too many uh, details about yeah. the new season. Someday, I'm hoping that this will be the season that Game of Thrones elevates itself to the level of uh, ex girlfriend show. <laughs> um, yeah, you never know. It's getting close. Yeah, I think it's just so ah. I love Game of Thrones so so much. Wow. I just, Chris can't 
Wow. Can't believe it. Yeah. Um, no, Game of Thrones. I mean, I'm just thinking about everything that happened in that show. They're they're dealing with so so much, and it's all. Most of it is done so so well. Bow the bastards. This I will say this is a knock I have on this season. Uh, I wish that just to end this just before we end. <clears throat> they they made the, the children of the forest all CG in this season. I did not like that. That wasn't interesting. That was a weird choice. Oh no, they, sorry, other way around. Yes, they yeah. made they were CG and they made her a real person. They really aged them up too. Yeah, they made looked them bigger, drastically different yeah. than when we last saw them. They looked a little bit different from yeah, when they were in like the book. That, and I thought it's probably a budget budgetary thing because they would have had, that character would have had to been completely CGI. Yeah, uh, but odd choice. How is it like? Is there any other show like Game of Thrones where just you're left in like astonishment after the episode. Maybe every episode after episode one of DS for different reasons uh, were left in astonishment. Like Game of Thrones is just so many episodes. Just like what? Like I don't think any other show just does that on a consistent basis. Just does so well with what it's working with that it just leaves you in awe. Well, I would, I would only say three episodes primarily did that this past season, yeah, which yeah. is a pretty still a pretty high sure. number. Yeah, I don't think that's true. At least for me, Lost was pretty good at doing that. You're you're Lost talking about you. You don't have to be Breaking one Bad. of the greatest episodes in television history to leave you in awe. <laughs> I, I think other episodes uh, left left me in awe. Really? Yes. Okay. God, wow! So you ha- have you guys ever seen another show that left left you in awe? I was with, I, if bad. only those three shows. Breaking Bad. Only those three Breaking episodes. Bad, lost. Lost. Even in those, even in those series, it's not every episode of the great seasons. I was like, I heard there there was like a God. submarine in Lost that didn't kept, you watch all of Lost that kept a lot of people in awe. It was like a CGI thing. Do you know what? No, Are no you I'm pretending about? like you didn't watch Lost? <laughs> I did watch to Lost. Ask this question. Uh, yeah, yes, Lost, I was sort of pretending. Lost to ask, was ask the uh, okay. Yes. That was good joke. All right, so oh, there I was, was a about the CGI yeah, submarine. Lost was on not a big network, so they didn't have a big budget for CGI. All right, what network was? Is it wasn't Lost on a- a- ABC? Yeah, it's a big network. Yeah, but not like the a biggest. Pre- premium cable. Plus, there was like how many episodes yeah. a season? Like sixteen episodes a season. Yeah, at that point, six, sixteen. Yeah, so Lost was pretty good. Not a you know? not a huge budget. So yeah, of course CGI is not going to look the best, Jeff. Okay, you th- you think that they would spend their 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 budget on stuff like that? Oh, like sets. They had great sets in that show. This is not a Lost podcast. It's Maybe a TV one day podcast. We'll do a Lost. Podcast. Yeah, we'll do a Lost rewatch podcast. Well, I think. Uh, <clears throat> I'm happy we could discuss those those things because clearly some people were in, incorrect. I think you've been exposed and you both know what those points were. And uh, I'm sorry that I had to, had to get a little heated. Um, now for next week, guys, we've got some special stuff in store. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about year in review. Just mm-hmm. in general, what we enjoyed this year, and what we're looking forward the t- to next TV year. side of things we'll talk about, but also I think we can get a little uh, into uh, our favorite movies for the past year. Yeah, just, gen- just general media that yeah. we've liked. 
what we've been consuming for media. Yeah, over it's the, the end of the year, year. Time for some reflection. Yep. I, th- I think it'll be good. We'll talk about what we're look looking forward to, and we'll uh, we'll talk. These have been been fun, you know, rounding out the year. Looking forward to next year. There's going to be a lot of good TV next next year, guys. Oh yeah. Lots of good TV. Now, um, before we go, Mike, where can we visit you online? Follow me on uh, Twitter at linguistics underscore and read me on screeningclub.com. Right after uh, we're done recording here, I'm going to post my corresponding article of top 10 list in written form to to the website, and I'll, I'll be sharing that on our Twitter page. And I might even throw that on my personal Facebook page. Who knows? There you it's, pretty, go. it's pretty extensive. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Chris, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter.com slash Thad Morris, T-H-A-T-M-O-R-R-I-S, and ScreenClub.com. Check out my Walking Dead reviews. As always, you can find me on TheRealJeffMore.com. I want to remind everyone, please throw us a rate and a subscribe if you like uh, what you're hearing here. We love... Um, we love hearing back from, from you guys. And if you want to share more of your comments and read more articles, as Mike and Chris have, have mentioned, we're throwing articles up there, uh, insight. And just to share your thoughts, you can visit us on screeningclub.com or send us an email, screeningclub at gmail.com. Guys, until next week, we're getting close to the end of the year. Happy watching, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. See you. God bless.